0: Welcome to the Western Revolution Show, the show for men and the people who love them, where we discuss how men can find and embrace the healthiest version of themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corproof.
1: And I'm his sidekick, Rachel.
0: Oh lord, we can get started already. Uh, I started this show here on WBOK in January, actually January 18th, 2017. But this show, the concept of this show began with the Dr. Vibe show about two years ago, my man Ed Go, Uh, Ed, I'm gonna be in Montreal at the end of, uh, at the end of the month. Hopefully we can get together. But the concept around this has been how can men go from a hyper masculine perspective to a healthy masculine perspective? And as we think about what's going on in our country with 45, with the NFL, with Harvey Weinstein, with everyday masculinity playing out.
1: And now Ben Affleck.
0: And now Ben Affleck. I did see some some cursory, you know, Ben Affleck may have groped me types of things. <laughs> um, we're going to try to have a candid discussion today about what's going on with men. We also want to recognize that it, today is international Uh, Day of the Girl. So we want to give a shout out to all the men and women who are raising young women out here in the world, making them strong, powerful, smart, healthy, resilient, everything, because without them, there is no us.
1: And I have
0: to shout out to Sugar Bear, who is uh, my producer, Rachel Graham's daughter, who is at Stanford, who needs to go, if she listens to the show, (laughs) needs to go see Dr. Harry Elam. So we're going to have some fun today. We don't have a guest. It's just going to be me, Rachel, and Jazzo behind the wheels of steel. So, Rachel, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, God, I'm fine.
0: You're fine?
1: Yeah, because I know where you're going to go with this.
0: <laughs> what do you mean you know what I'm going to go with this? I mean, th- this whole Harvey Weinstein thing has oh just, yeah. where would you think I was going to go with this? You, you asked was-
1: me that question that I hate answering.
0: Oh, no, I'm not going to ask you what's the revolution. Okay, <laughs> uh, We'll get that at the end of the game. Um, but, yeah, you know, I was reading reading the article about Harvey Weinstein and, and everything that has been going on. Mm-hmm. Why has it taken 30 years for this to come out about this man?
1: I'm going to be facetious and say the same reason why it took 30 years for 52 women to come out in front of about, uh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. But I don't hear nobody calling for his head. Yeah, I said it.
0: I mean, they, well, what do you mean that nobody's calling for his head?
1: The outrage, the vitriol that met Bill Cosby when all that stuff came out, I, I want to hear it now.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I, you you want to hear it now, and I was reading the, the pattern. They seem like there's a very similar pattern mm-hmm. between Harvey Weinstein and Brother Cosby, and, you know, invite you up to the room, let's have a massage, although mm-hmm. uh, Brother Cosby, said so, you know let 's have a drink and let me give you a <laughs> let me give you a little help <laughs> so I can give you that massage maybe right. you 're conscious maybe you 're not Who knows? but this very very similar thing about you know inviting women up and having this type of mis- misogynistic viewpoint right. of women.
1: So I can't remember exactly where it was that I heard this, but they said that um, situations of sexual assault and rape have nothing to do with sex and everything to do with power.
0: Power, And exactly. we
1: consider that the entertainment industry is a male-dominated field um, in the leadership space, has been a male-dominated field for a very long time that uh, really preys upon the image of women. It's an, it's an interesting thing. That space.
0: is it. As, as women as ornate as we as. talk about. Or, ornate and, and mm-hmm. less powerful. Right. Um, um, subordinate is the word that I'm thinking about.
1: Right. And so that, I, I keep thinking about the casting couch. Uh, and, and they
0: talked about they, they right. talked about, and, and you think about you know, being a man in this position mm-hmm. and understanding the power mm-hmm. and, and that's what sexual harassment you know, at, at the at the parsimonious level, it's about Power. You're using your power mm-hmm. to then assert the opportunity for you to gain possible sexual favors or to say a sexist comment or something right. because of your power. And you feel that privilege that nothing is going to happen to you because you're the most powerful person in the room.
1: Be, the other really alarming part to this is that part and parcel to that is the understanding of where else are you going to go because other people are doing this too. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: And so so it's like, unpack that. What do you mean other so, people are doing this too?
1: So there is a culture of this in the entertainment industry.
0: Culture of this, not only in the entertainment business, but other.
1: But, but but I mean in other places. But like just to speak about the entertainment industry, that has been the culture for a very long time. And so there is this understanding and knowing, yeah, you really can't go anywhere because you can go down the, the street to another lot. And another studio head is going to treat you the exact same way right, I'm treating you, so right, you really don't have anywhere else to go. And because there, up until recently, had been no studio runners or production company runners, um, there was that space that that this is just kind of the how the boys do, right? And uh, you and just they talk
0: about go. it, and this this is yeah. what we do. The thing that, the thing that bothered me so much uh, uh, about this, and I understand that we are not perfect people. Mm-hmm. Um, was this arrogance mm. it is seeming arrogance yeah. uh about this and that i can do this so to me i had to begin to think at some point this worked mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you you do things that are reinforced time and time again. So right. where was the you know it's taking 30 years for us to get to this point where we're talking about it? And I really want to couch this in this conversation around men in general and them understanding their positions of power, mm-hmm. right? And their beliefs that uh, or their wrong, their wrong beliefs that women are subordinate. Mm-hmm. But how do you know? It's very interesting. How do we get this way where we feel like I can do this without any repercussions or any ramifications? I mean, it's thirty years. He's one of the, he is the power broker right. in Hollywood. And as the women said, you know, Ashley Judd, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, uh, uh, the uh, Angelina Angelina Jolie, and they describe. You know, and Ashley Judge kind of did it the right way. Like, you know, I'll let you – well, I don't know if it's the right way. Let me let me hold that back. But she was conniving enough or manipulative enough that she knew a way to get out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, but they's, I, I want. He, he, he's a star maker.
1: So we asked how we got to that point. It, that The first person didn't call him out on it. And this is not victim blaming. Please be very clear. It is literally the mechanics of how these things continue to work. Um, there is, like I said, there is that understanding of this is just how it is. Um, and if I say anything that I'm going to look like I'm just complaining. And so if I don't say anything, the next young woman that comes into the room with him, um, that is like, okay, this is just the way things are. And if I say anything, it's going to look like I'm complaining.
0: Right. And then
1: that doubles and triples and goes on and on and on.
0: And the, It does go on and on, but interesting that that the women in his organizations, whether it was London, France, New York, L.A., they knew. They had to – as I was reading, they began to say if they were going to have a one-on-one meeting with him, they would double up. To go into meetings with him so they could feel protected. Mm-hmm. Now, understanding this, and, and the board of directors had hints of this. There right. were eight women that were paid off. So you, right. there are hints of this.
1: So I've said this. I, we, we, you know, pre-meeting yesterday, we do a protection meetings on Tuesday. And, and there is a part of me that really believes somebody substantial said something to the board of directors. And I keep telling you, I think it's Barack Obama. I'm going to put it out there. Because if you remember, his daughter was an intern at Weinstein right, this right, summer, e- exactly. And at like somebody said something to that board of directors that made them fire. Like you get fired by your own company.
0: Own company. That you own. You and your brother own forty-two percent. Right of the company.
1: So maybe it was the media. Maybe it was the media coverage. But like somebody said something finally to say, yo, this isn't cool. And, but why? Keep I mean,
0: it just, uh, you know, and understand we make mistakes. Mm -hmm. We must be able to correct our mistakes.
1: We have to first be willing to admit that we've made a mistake. We
0: first have to be willing to admit that we made a mistake. And then we have to dig down deep and say, I'm wrong.
1: So you realize he's not said that yet.
0: He has not said he said that I'm working in a statement. I'm working. He said, I appreciate the fact that was his statement. I appreciate the fact that what I have done may have had an impact on people on other people. (laughs) That's what he said. I appreciate the fact that my behavior. And I I had to read that over and over again. Do
1: you realize that, um, and I uh, I can't confirm or deny because I didn't get a copy of the email, but there was an email that he sent out to his folks saying, please don't let me get fired.
0: Please don't let me get fired. And there's still that hypermasculine belief Mm -hmm. that, you know, I can subvert this, Mm -hmm. right? And that I am powerful enough. The thing I go back to is that Maybe there's this hush because he's a star maker. He's worth billions of dollars.
1: So I'm going to put this into a different context because we're in the middle of election season. Um, And there is this thing that we all – we get the – it's always going to be this way because that's the way it's been. What people don't realize – so we talk about voter apathy. We talk about the fact that right now uh, Orleans Parish – uh, has had voter turnouts for municipal elections. for So who the, the, the showrunner is going to be, again, the same thing, showrunner for the city, um, we've got turnout of like 38 percent, and that's a high number, which means 62 percent of the population is sitting back not voting. Not now, voting. the first thing that people say is they want to admonish them. You, you don't understand it. The problem is that that 62 percent doesn't realize their power. It's like individuals sitting in a room saying this isn't right, but it's not going to change because nobody's going to change it Dude, you the 62 percent can change it and so there is this I, I, I use that analogy of of that because you've got the critical mass that is isolated and not understanding my mama Joe from soul food exp- expression one finger is one thing, but put together as a fish yes. you can strike a mighty blow
0: exactly. Exactly, and I think that we have to begin to realize yeah. that the, the power of women to speak power, right. uh, and to really, really understand their power. But as well, we have to understand our power as men to be able to call out one when we see inappropriate behavior. It doesn't matter how powerful you are. Right. You know, I think. Through we'll, we'll move to this ne- next set in, in a second, but to think about what's going on in the NFL, Mm. but being able to say, you know, I'm going to risk this because I know that this behavior is wrong. Two, we have to do the internal work, right? Mm -hmm. And if you've been called out, men, for behavior that is considered inappropriate, if you've said things to a woman where then all of a sudden it came back to you, hey, take a moment to think through what you're saying. You know, and I've been in situations where I've said things, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute.
1: We had that moment yesterday. We
0: did. Oh, when we were talking about Cam yeah, Newton, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, we we yeah. we did have that moment, and I think we were saying the same thing. But you, we'll talk about that. I, I, I want I I want to get into that conversation. Yeah. Maybe Jazz will bring that conversation oh. in as well. You know, yeah. um, but I think to give the tips to men, we're not perfect people, but I think it's the onus is on us to understand how we talk and behave two women.
1: And to understand it not from the perspective of, well let me say it this way to make her feel better. It's literally put yourself in the shoes. So they and we'll, we'll talk further about it. Um, but but to put yourself in the shoes of the population that you're talking about, I don't understand why it's a big deal. Okay. So what about if it was
0: you. Exactly, exactly. You listen to the What's Your Revolution show. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Corpru, sitting in with my good friend and producer, Rachel Graham, with uh, Jazz Williams behind the wheels of steel. Don't be
1: giving out his government name.
0: You know, talk, <laughs> <laughs> talking about Harvey Weinstein for one second. I want to realize, I just want to say one thing. I just want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. You know... As I do this work, as I do diversity, equity, and inclusion work in my other life, you know, I have to think about my conversations with people. And it has allowed me to grow. And I remember sitting um, in bed with my former partner and saying uh, – about to say something, right, mm-hmm. and realizing that I, I paused. And she said, well, love, why are you pausing? And I said what I was going to say out of my mouth was actually quite sexist,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And I needed to think through what I was going to say to make sure that it didn't have an impact on you because I knew what I was trying to say, but the impact mm-hmm. may have been totally different. The tip I think that we need to give them is that think about what you're going to say and what is that impact that you think may not be something but may have a tremendous impact on the person that you're speaking with.
1: So, so what you're asking folks to do requires a substantial level of emotional intelligence. Yes,
0: yes, we talk about that all the time. And, yes.
1: And notice, but there's not a whole lot of emotionally intelligent people out there.
0: well, I, I, and well I, then if that's the case, then then how do we promote and you know and really say, look, take the opportunity to do the hard work. It's not it's not easy work. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to be called out and then do the deep work.
1: So let me ask you a question. Do you think that there is a, a space within men, like a little area that is just recalcitrant to that? Like any calling out is like, no, nah. you know, well,
0: you think about, <laughs> we, we talk about race privilege all the, you know, oh, yeah. all, all the time uh-huh. and I, people get lost in privilege and they stop at race. Well, male privilege is something that, you know, is very interesting. It's that same feeling like this is my privilege. I'm a man. I should be able to say that. Right.
1: And why are you taking this so seriously? Like, well, like what's the big deal?
0: Yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 exactly. Why are you taking this so serious? I you know, I mean, just because I call you a B, I mean, don't take it so seriously. If you <laughs> look as the boys used to say, if you're not one, then why are you worried about exactly. it? Exactly. You know, and exactly. so that's problematic in conversation because you're just dis- the disrespect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The disrespect. I am not perfect and I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm calling out men because I'm that guy. I'm not. I've been there on that side and I'm doing the hard work to really be the best version of myself, to understand my relationships with women, to understand my relationships with my mother, to understand right. with my relationships with my former partners.
1: I, I'm glad you put that out there because the the thing that was in back in the '90s when I was much younger was, would you talk to your mother or your daughter that way? Or and and remembering, you know, you kissed your mama with that mouth, like right. you know, you know, cousin, just cousin, women out and calling them all types of bees and stuff like that. And it's like, hey, you know, now you have to. You have to assume that they had a positive relationship with their exactly. mom.
3: Uh,
0: when exactly. They that exactly. Well, let's 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 push this conversation, you know, mm-hmm. a, a little further because as Rachel and I sat and had our production, meeting, we got into this conversation about Big Brother uh, Cam Newton, <laughs> <laughs> and but we couched it in this conversation of 45, him between, yeah. you know, between the comments made by 45 that I'm a, I'm a, you know, I, I moved on her like she was a, and. I was just going to grab her in the...
1: And you can do that because, you know, they're rich and you can do whatever you
0: want. Right. You, the, think, the thing about that. And so I made the comment, Jazz, 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 <laughs> jazz, jazz, it's jazz, it's jazz, 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 right? Yes. Uh, I made the comment yesterday, Jazz, in the conversation <laughs> that I said, look, you know, comparing. This is what I said, Jazz. I said comparing 45's comment to Cam Newton's comment. Well, I was like, well, all he said was... As I was like, that. And she was like... Uh, And I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean? Uh," And I kept saying, I was like, well, all he said was, you know, and I had to sit and take it back, take it back because she was like, both comments are sexist. And I I made that point. Both comments are sexist. But what I was referring to was the privilege that 45 got for saying something that was, you know, I'm going to sexually assault a woman. versus or comparing or whatever
1: in the same space as in
0: the same space as there you go as Cam's comments that I find it funny that a female would no you know would make comments about routes so we got into this dialogue about yeah. the equality or the 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 yeah I'll say the equality of sexist comments you know and how that plays out
1: and so a lot of folks have been having that conversation um, and and it's interesting. Because they've had the conversation of Cam Newton versus 45, and now the new conversation is Bill Cosby in a space of Harvey Weinstein. Right,
0: exactly. And
1: and I understand what you were saying, that Cam lost endorsements. He, he lost money. Millions and, of dollars and forty five was rewarded with being the quote unquote leader of the most powerful country in the nation. I, I, exactly, and I think that's
0: that's what that's Rewardage. what began to bother me. Yeah, you know, jazz, you sitting <laughs> jazz, you sitting there pondering now. But that's no, what,
1: no, no, no. So he and I had an extensive conversation. That's you, like <laughs> you won't get into it.
0: <laughs> you said jazz is shaking his head. He we blew
1: we blew through a whole like almost two breaks when we had this conversation. Right, right, and it was and he was like. But it's true because women don't know about football. And I'm like, you're missing. Hold on.
4: Point. Hold on. See, that's <laughs> how it happens. Most women, happened. you that's said most. That's how it happens. <laughs> <laughs> let's be let's be honest yes. because I didn't say all. Oh.
1: You said most.
4: I said there you go. Mm. <laughs> mm, yes. The well, truth is the truth. But it, is it all the truth? ladies that listen to the if, show watch if, this? It, watch this. I keep using this one example. I
1: forgot to do my
4: pumps, pearls, and politics. Yeah, they had four women in here. They went around the table and asked each one of the women, "Do they have the in-depth knowledge to ask that question?" Mm-hmm. Out of the four, one answered.
1: So here's the thing. Who, who was
4: the who was the one that answered?
0: Tim? No. No. <laughs> uh, Andrea. No.
1: It was Jade.
0: It was Jade. There you go.
4: Yeah, because oh,
1: wow. Jade, but that's the thing, and this is what this is what I had to say to Jade. I'm just, I'm
4: just saying, one out of four
1: is, is not the
0: majority.
4: But
1: here's the thing, and I said this as well.
0: Ladies, call in.
1: Here's the, yeah, please call 504-260-9265. So here's the thing. Just like in politics, I guess because we're in the middle of the political season, everything relates back to politics, you can skew a survey any way you want it to be skewed based upon the sample that you poll. <laughs> So you just so happened to get four, four women, women that one of them.
4: Let's go out on the street <laughs> and <laughs> grab Ladies. the first
1: four women
4: <laughs> that we fair. know. Because it, be, it can't be the first four women to call because the first four women that's going to call are going to be people that know football okay. because they're trying to make their
1: point. That's we possible. had to go
4: and just grab four people. But it
1: depends people. on what
4: street you go to. I'm just saying.
1: So I had four out-
4: women <laughs> that was randomly sitting in front of me For something else. Mm -hmm. So let me ask this question.
1: But the other thing I brought up to you is, but how many men have an in-depth knowledge of football?
4: The majority of men do not not have that. So that's what I'm saying.
1: So, okay. So here. So follow me now. Follow me here. Follow me here. If the majority of women
3: and the majority majority of of men
1: men don't have in-depth knowledge of football, then why the whole heck? Did Cam feel it necessary to okay. sit him in a room of journalists now, to say this to is a, where to a woman journalist it's funny to hear females now, ask about a rock. this
4: is where <laughs> the problem comes in at. Because it's not that he asked that he said that to a woman, it's that he said that to a woman journalist in a professional environment. Exactly. So you, Cam, who I have love for That's your boy. You said something extremely stupid. 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 So, and and, that, stupid that, and is, that came out very, that, very sexist. That is what the problem so is. So let me,
1: so that's the problem. So let me tell you where, um, by no stretch of the imagination would I ever say that the comments that 45 made are as, are, I, I don't think Cam's comments rose to the atrocity level of what 45 made, but let me tell you about what the similarities were. Both of those men were in spaces where they felt it was perfectly okay to say what they said. Both of them. Billy Bush was riding around, you know, two. It's just us two dudes. It's quote And, and what's the thing he said? It's it was room locker talk. room. It was
0: locker room talk,
1: right? And so, one to me, it betrayed sexist thinking on his part and to it betrayed that this is the environment where that is actually acceptable. I,
0: I, exactly. And that's
1: why women have galvanized. Like like and I think that the source of Well what, some
0: women, some women have galvanized because well, I've seen I've seen a debate on both sides.
1: Because then there's the intersectional nature of being black and woman because there are black women that are like, so why why are you making a big deal about Cam? Right, and
0: that's that's what I was gonna ask. Right. That's what I was gonna ask because if you get if we if we gonna pull random women, here's the researcher in me. Like we are gonna have to go with the intersectionality, of race, you know, socioeconomic right. class, right. political affiliation, right? Because you know you got some Saints women, female Saints fans can go in. That's, that's what exactly. I meant. huh? I mean, can go in get, like like Cam, like yo, I'm a i am know these routes are better than you because <laughs> maybe you maybe your time is off because he broke that route correctly. You know, and so I think that. And
1: and the thing to me also is that what she asked him was so innocuous that there was no reason for the comment. No, no. She and asked that him. Smug, that's that
0: That's that hyper masculinity. That's that power. Like I find. And and he didn't call her a woman. I find it funny.
1: Right? C- can I, you explain a female thing funny. to him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
4: sorry. He now, said female. Once again, once again, <laughs> I've been asking women. Yeah. Since when has female been offensive? So I
1: don't. I, I don't and know. And no
4: one can give me a date. Doctor. I, I, I
1: think. I'd
4: like to know why, because in that case, no one ever called me male. I want to be known as the man so, or king.
1: So, okay. Well, King Jazz. Let me, <laughs> let me put it this way.
0: And he looks like a king. If you knew, Jay, he looks like he
4: got but that beard okay, and the
1: long locks. So, let, so let's, let's, let's say more about that. Now think about this. Why was it even necessary for him to be like. Like I said, like I like we said when we had that you know that conversation the other day, take female out and replace it with male and listen to how stupid that sounds. I find it funny when males talk about routes. Uh, the go thing, look, look at that male over there. Like it, it really sounds ridiculous.
0: I now, it, just looking like if you didn't see his if you didn't see his face, <laughs> all right, I think if you put the whole picture on it, you know, Cam is cocky. You know what I'm saying? I and said so that. we and so when you saw his face, like he's like. I find it funny when females – and, you know, so I, I think that when people saw the whole package, the, the audio and the video of it, I think that's when it became well, offensive. Well, but no, but,
1: but you realize that there was – where who was it? It was some artist that referred to women as females, and black women lost their minds. And I'm trying to remember who it was. It was some – Hip-hop artist, I don't want to say it was Chance the Rapper because he would never do that. It Was it Kendrick Lamar? It was somebody who referred to women as females, and folks lost it. Well, because you know,
0: like, these females all over me. These females, you know, <laughs> something. Um, I, I don't know, you know I, I think
4: Okay, so I understand how the term can be used, and it offends people, right? And that's when but, they get offended. Right, right. But to just say you can't call someone female anymore? No. No, no that's not referring
1: yeah. to them as them females.
4: Okay. Okay.
1: That. Yeah. I mean, if you are I mean, if that's your identifier, but then there's the whole thing and I'm not really hip to it. The whole um gender identity conversation mm-hmm. is a whole nother thing. Like the like people having their preferred pronouns and all that, that's a whole nother part that's of it. That's a whole right, exactly. But referring to people as female like but I bounce that question back. How do men feel? Like, how would you feel? Like, look at that male over there. It's very primal. Have you ever been referred to as a male? Yes. Oh yeah, all the time. All the time. All the time. I've never you're heard just that.
0: A, you're just a male, Charles.
1: Exactly. <laughs> See? But there is a negative connotation. <laughs> you know oh, you're just
0: being a male. You know, you're just uh, being a yeah, man.
4: Or, look. I mean, but there's a negative connotation with a lot of things, especially when you're dealing with people. No one is perfect. So I mean, you gotta have a word that can go one way or the other. I mean,
0: if you, and I think how we use it in context. So let's, let's, because we gotta go to break in a second. What should have Cam's, what should have Cam, what should have Cam said?
1: Absolutely nothing. No.
0: You know, if he wanted to, if he wanted to interject here, you know. What do you think he could have said? In my opinion, he said, you know what, like, that's a great he, question. He could
1: have answered the question. Right, he, could have answered,
0: he's, you know, he could have said, that's a great question. That, I, I admire your understanding of oh, that. With, though. No, no, no. Oh, I, I agree. No. Why? Huh? No, what would have been because, wrong with
1: that? Because that, Th- still, that still is derogatory. That still is derogatory. It still is derogatory. Here's I the thing. Up. Don't give up. Just <laughs> listen to me. Women, females, I don't know what else you want to call them, have fought very long and hard to be considered on equal playing fields, in, especially. Especially in those spaces, for him to have made any difference between this journalist and any other journalist, in and of itself, correct. would have been sexist.
4: Correct, correct. Right. Back to the back That's to the, the fact, the back to the question. fact <laughs> <laughs> that she's a professional journalist in a professional. Yeah. I
1: could see if he was at the club, right? Right. Oh. Pushing right. up on a chick. Now here, yeah, and almost, the chick, it, 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 it almost it felt like he was pushing
0: hooked. up on her. He did. It did. It almost when I when I watched yeah. it, I was like, ooh, I think he's trying to flirt with her, but he, it was just it just went wrong. And so my it went to the is, left.
1: like, like that that was not the setting for that. I, I could I understand.
0: Find it funny when females.
1: I'm just saying, like that sounded kind of like a Mack line. Like, okay, you rolled up in a club, and the like... chick would have been like, I can't. I, I keep saying chick. Please don't get offended. because That's one of my <laughs> favorite. But a woman. In a club, if her entree line had been, it's a pleasure to meet you. You know, what about that route that? blow? how did you feel about now? Then I could <laughs> see him saying, I'm not saying it's even right then, because it's still sexist in nature. But I could see that.
0: That's what that's what it felt like. Yeah. That that's that's what it felt like to me. He he had a little Mac thing going on. What you got to say, Jazz?
4: I just want Rachel to know one thing. What? If I can't say chick, <laughs> you can't either.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Equal, equal opportunity. Equal, Yay we are
4: equal shit. Uh, when was the last time I said?
1: You didn't. Graylin used to say it all the time. All the time.
0: <laughs> hey, you're listening to the What's Your Revolution show, having a great conversation with my friends, Rachel Graham, Jazz behind the wheels of steel. When we come back, man, we're gonna talk about that that blackest season premiere. What was that all about? I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. Stay tuned. What my consciousness? My Go! As I look out my window, I see the little ones playing amongst each other with the water guns in pure poverty. Generations of good
3: people in cycles of poverty and poverty, so I ask myself, I say, Are you doing as much as you can for the struggle? Am I doing as much as I can for the struggle? Go! And why do I cry with my people are in trouble? Go! My ancestors slapped me in the face and said, Go! Paid for by the committee to elect Judge Tiffany Chase. Orleans Parish leads the nation in wrongful convictions, cases where innocent defendants are railroaded into prison. You've heard of cases where prosecutors have broken the rules, withheld evidence, intimidated witnesses, and worse, convicted innocent people. According to a University of Michigan study, Orleans Parish is one of the worst in the country. News accounts have described D.A. Canizaro's outrageous practices of throwing rape victims in jail and using phony subpoenas to intimidate witnesses. And now, Ken expects us to support his candidate for judge on the Court of Appeal, Tracy Fleming Stavalier. On this Saturday, vote for a judge who is independent. Judge Tiffany Chase earned a reputation of independence, integrity, and hard work in her 10 years as a judge and seven years working on criminal and civil cases as a law clerk at the Louisiana Supreme Court. Vote number 10, Judge Tiffany Chase for Court of Appeal.
2: Around election time, you hear a lot of information about candidates and causes. Some of the ads just aren't true, like the one about the three public school millage renewals on the ballot. The facts are, these renewals are not new taxes. The money is dedicated to specific purposes, like buying textbooks, the latest instruction materials, funding programs that reduce the dropout rate, and making sure we get the best teachers and pay them competitive salaries. Those are the facts. The fact is, millage renewals A, B, and C won't raise your taxes, and the money must be spent in a specific way. If the millages are not approved by voters, $850 per student could be cut from school budgets. Don't turn your back to the facts and don't turn back the clock on our students or our schools vote yes three times for millage a b and c on saturday support our students and our schools and vote yes three times paid for by education reform now advocacy latoya cantrell led her neighborhood and was a catalyst for our city's katrina recovery on the city council she passed historic public health legislation saving us from breathing secondhand smoke. She's a champion for affordable housing and neighborhood revitalization. She speaks truth to power and she delivers results. I have listened and heard your concerns. As your mayor, I will provide transparent and accountable leadership to fix our drainage and water systems. I'll bring us together to implement effective crime-fighting solutions. I will create an office of family and youth services to provide struggling families with the tools to be productive citizens. And I will work with our business community to connect our people to 21st century jobs. Nothing stops a bullet like a job. And I have the vision to lead and the courage to fight for what's right. I ask for your prayers, your support, and your vote on October 14th. Paid for by the LaToya Cantrell Campaign. This is a rebroadcast.
0: Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show, a place for men and the people who love them, where we discuss how men can find and embrace the healthiest version of themselves. This is a rebroadcast.
5: Hi, I'm Christine Gisselson Palmer. I'm a wife, a mother, and a proud lifelong member of the Democratic Party. I'm running for City Council District C because it's time to get New Orleans moving again. I'm not a career politician and I don't have a big political machines backing, but I'm someone who knows how to serve, who knows how to lead, and who knows how to get things done. District C needs a strong, independent leader with innovative solutions. I have a track record of delivering for New Orleans. I've spent over 20 years working to improve the lives of kids and families across this city, but there's still more work to do. I'm asking for your support. Together, we can tackle the city's most critical challenges. And when I say together, I mean it. My door will always be open and your voice will always be heard. With your vote, we can continue to make our city a better place with a brighter future for all of our children. On October 14th, vote for a strong and independent voice. Vote for me, Kristen Gisleson Palmer. p
1: for by the committee to elect Kristen Gisleson Palmer.
4: WBOK 1230 AM, the People's Station.
0: Welcome back to the Western Revolution Show. <laughs> if you're watching on Facebook, you just got a show.
2: Oh, man. <laughs>
0: Just a little reminder that WBOK 1230 AM is down, so please hopefully listen to the show on WBOK 1230 AM, or you're watching us on Facebook Live.
1: Or you can download the WBOK mobile app by going to the iPhone App Store or Google Play. Search for WBOK, download the app, click the Play icon, and tune in to New New Orleans on WBOK 1230 AM, where there's real talk for real times.
0: Thank you for that commercial, Rachel. I (laughs) truly appreciate it.
1: So we're going to move
0: move off of the misogyny and sexist comments and, uh, you know, the sexual harassment, sexual assault, all that, Mm -hmm. and move this conversation to, you know, which is one of my favorite shows on TV today. Because, as I said, and I've been saying it time and time and time again, that Anthony Anderson's character on Black is is the most positive image of Black masculinity that we see on TV today. I
1: was like, oh, my God, why did I push that was wrong? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he – uh, and that he does it in a comic space. So I remember when Blackish first came on, people were pissed.
0: It wasn't that funny to me.
1: Well, no, not just that they hated the, the title of the show, Blackish. They they the, it stopped people from watching the show. It really did. Um, <laughs> I watched it and loved it.
4: I, I watched it from the jump and
1: loved the, it. Yeah, from I, the jump. You
0: know, I watched the first couple of episodes. I was like, this is really not funny. But then I, I stuck with it. Yeah. Um, I really stuck. And, and the episode that really stood out to me was a couple seasons ago when they were uh, when they were doing, it was around the police shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was last year. It was last year. Yeah, you know, he gave and, that speech. He gave that. That monologue was so... So powerful as a father thinking about how am I going to protect my kids? How am I going to protect my family in the midst of this? And here's my vulnerability as a black man in this space. I have to raise children. I have to protect my wife. I have to protect my mother and father. All of these different things. And when he talked about, when he said, and I know I'm being impassioned about this. Uh, You need to see him. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But when he talked, when the imagery of showing Barack walking Mm-hmm. You know, when he was inaugurated back in 2008 and talking about that fear that we were all afraid, Oh gosh! all yes. afraid, like, don't get out of that car.
1: Like, you know, why if, are you walking down the street? They why are you walking? You.
0: Exactly. Right. That same fear that all of us felt that day, like, brother, what? Get back in the car. Mm-hmm. And so I begin to think, Jazz, I know you watched last week's episode, you know, where they really began to talk about how we don't politicize holidays that influence that really impact people of color mm-hmm. you know and they really emphasize the importance of understanding the end of slavery juneteenth what i really <laughs> loved was the 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 play-esque you know monologues that they did they if you didn't see it and i don't want to spoil it well maybe i will do
1: spoil it you Just know spoil it.
0: well wh- where they made their dialogue into a play Right. As slaves talking about the end of slavery and really understanding this as they were talking to the children. And you think about that. You think about the griots, you know, the storytellers telling the story of slavery down to generations. And as they were talking, as the kids asked questions Mm -hmm. about what was going on, they were like, oh, we're going to get all this. We're going to get our 40 acres and a mule. We're going to get this. And they said, no, child, no, child, you're not. All right. As they ran down the history that happened once the slaves were freed, and we yeah. we know this history, Reconstruction, that we make all these strides. And then after Reconstruction, we have black codes and we have Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Then we have eight years of President Obama, <laughs> right? And, and we're seeing all of the white last that comes from that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and thinking about it. But it was such a very critical piece mm-hmm. taken on by the mantle of this patriarch and the family. And I think that's why I love – Black is so much because we get to see, at least from my vantage point, this positive impact of masculinity. That it's just not black masculinity. This positive impact of masculinity inside of a man that is black and male. And it's
1: very true. It's very true. I, so black is, um, for me, I think the risque part is that he is so in your face with some of the things that he's choosing to talk about.
0: So in your face.
1: Uh, that he, and it's, it's brilliant because... You know, if you've never watched Blackish, I would encourage you to watch it. That he is a black ad executive, <laughs> like it speaks to it, that. It's because the advertising, and, and you know, we've had our issue with with Dove. They probably needed a black ad executive,
2: right? But exactly. it's it's
1: a space in which our you know what we see how we're reflected is so heavily controlled and. And to have you know these three white guys, it's three white guys, right?
0: Three white guys. Well, that, it's funny that they brought the owner's son in, right? And actually, your girl is on the show now. Yeah. Oh, oh. Portsmouth. I can't. What's her name? The comedian.
1: She's the comedian. Oh, openly gay. come on. Yeah, exactly. We love her. Oh, I'm gonna find it. But, out. Yeah, we'll get. I'll that. look it, and it always escapes me. As I, wanted, I was. And say she's Marshall played And She's amazing,
0: and yeah. really kind of came out, you know, and said, "Look, stay out of my business. Yes, I'm gay, and I'm married, and I'm happy." You know, and how she plays on that role, mm-hmm. you know, is very interesting. But you know, as you look that up, he's an ad exec, you know, with yeah. three p three white people who are saying, especially on the show, like, why do we need the celebration? You mm-hmm. know, why do we need to celebrate? It's just another holiday. Right. Why do we need to celebrate this? Right. It, it begs to question, and I know we're gonna get some feedback, some pushback from this. Well, why are you taking down Confederate monuments?
2: Ooh. Why are you taking why are you
0: taking down Confederate monuments? Because there's nothing that speaks to what the plight of people of color have experienced in this country. Right? You know,
1: and it's interesting because um you can take it a step further, and don't slay me when I say this. The same kind of you can't see me concept is what makes people say, why is it a why is it an issue to say female? I'm not saying that you're racist, but it's the same it's the same it's the same thing. You haven't walked in the shoes of being, you know, in that space or occupy like you haven't experienced what I've experienced. So you're not gonna get it. You're and not so,
0: and we want and I think what happens with black is is that if you're not a person of color and you watch that show
1: It's gonna you're gonna miss it.
0: Well but <laughs> it can be a tutorial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, it can be a tutorial that is used for you to understand. This is some of the things that my colleagues are actually saying, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And what happened is that Blackish was so in your face to really hear the the, the commentary that people may be saying behind yeah. their back, like why we have, you know, well it's just another holiday, and it kind of interferes with Father's Day. That was one of the com comment- I understand they're trying to make light. Oh my god! That, but, really? but that was the, one of the funny commentary. Yeah. But you know, and it was really, if you, you think about. Why was this concept really being played out? Because they were, there was a play about Columbus, mm-hmm. and how we celebrate the the history of Columbus. We have a, a a holiday. Some of us do. So, right, mm-hmm. and I love the memes that you know have come out. The <laughs> only mm-hmm. Christopher Col- that we celebrate is Christopher Wallace. Right. You know, right. for those of you who don't know who Christopher Wallace is, well, you got to you. do your homework. <laughs> I need you to go back to Puffy and Bad Boy back in the early. Early to mid
1: nineties. Giving away my age. Early,
0: early to mid nineties. Right. But it's really in your face, and it, I think it allows for us to have a tutorial mm-hmm. for some, and I think it's a good opportunity. But I love yeah. Anthony Anderson's character because yeah. it shows vulnerability, Absolutely. it shows leadership, it shows his ability to basically get out and say what needs to be said, and and be. Fearless.
1: Wanda Sykes.
0: Wanda Sykes. There it is. Wanda yeah. Sykes. Shout out to Wanda Sykes and the role that she played, because she finally in this episode was like, because she hasn't really said much because she's a co-owner, right, uh, on, of the ad, act, ad agency, mm-hmm. but she really was kind of like, oh, in our community, right? Mm-hmm. What, what what do you mean? Mm-hmm. What we have to understand, and, I, and here I go with my rant about, you know, the ability to kneel and the ability to stand up is that we, as an American, right? Mm-hmm. We have to understand the varied lived experiences that go on in our country. And when you tell me how to be an American, that pisses me off. Wow. All right? Mm -hmm. When you tell me how to be when you tell me that my lived experiences, right, should not be accepted, that's problematic.
1: The other thing, again, going to that you can't see me, you don't see me, and until you see me, you're not going to be able to get why I'm upset is – That, But it was okay for you to riot and rally when this country was looking for independence. Like, like that's the thing. It's like, that is why it has been so problematic for me and downright maddening that people have an issue with this form of protest when, I can't remember, one of our callers calls in all the time and it's like, yeah, what was the Boston Tea Party? Y'all literally threw money in the water. In the, in the water.
0: <laughs> and and yeah. understand, this is what, you know, and I ask this question all the time, what's your revolution? This country was founded on revolution, on hey. people protesting. Wow. And this is what I don't understand is that now you're telling me how I should protest, when I should protest, and what my protest looks like.
1: And that I don't really have the same rights and privileges as you do. That's literally what it says Right. It, it, that I am in some ways less than. Um, well you always ex- thought
0: it was three fifths anyway
1: right the, the, and and you reinforce that all the time um and so yeah definitely it is it it's very frustrating I, I applaud them for bringing uh this conversation to front i gotta take a quick moment to to shout out brandon b Mike Odoms because that shirt was actually from Studio B. Exactly. So shout-out to
0: V-Mike. You know and
1: that. Anthony Anderson gave him a shout-out right. for it. But also, you know, I'm always going to give props to The Roots because The right. Roots produced that 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 schoolhouse rock.
0: Yeah, uh, and cartoon. yeah, and you have to think about Black Thought and mm. really what The Roots have been. Oh, yeah. You know, for the last 20, 25 years Mm -hmm. in the rap game, this hip hop band that also is conscious. That's why I love listening. That is a conscious and will really bring political and activism Mm -hmm. to the forefront of what they're saying in a genre that really has sold out. And I said it. (laughs) I said it. A genre that has really sold out, right? Panda. Um, No. (laughs) said Panda. Right. That has sold out. You have a band that really speaks. To the people.
1: I would also say that you could say the same thing about the, the space that Blackish is holding. Exactly. And, and, and shows of Blackish's ilk. So, like, I am really upset that The Carmichael Show is no longer on mm. because that show, like, I felt like we were getting this new influx of black conscious television that we had not seen since The Cosby Show. Yeah, I said his name on the radio. Because, the, you know, my daughter and I have this conversation all the time. Anytime I mention how many people came through the Cosby Show and got their start through the Cosby Show, um, uh, Yvette Lee Bowser is going to be at Stanford's campus. I said, well, you know where Yvette Lee Bowser got her start, right?
0: On the Cosby
1: Show. On the Cosby Show as a production assistant. Wow. And she's like, oh, man. You know, <laughs> but but uh, shout out to, you know, Blackish, and And unfortunately, we lost Carmichael. But Carmichael was in-your-face, having in-your-face conversations about the Black experience. Um so I'm glad we still have Blackish around.
0: And it's going it, it's a good show yeah, with yeah. good characters. Tracy Ellis Ross's character, um you know The uh, mama? Huh? The mama. The mama What's her Jennifer name? Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis and you know uh of the course. incomparable Lawrence, Lawrence you know Larry. He
1: nope, he's Lawrence now. Oh,
0: it was Lawrence Fishburne.
1: He was Larry Fishburne I think up until he did Boys deep the cover. <laughs> Yeah, I think Boys in the Hood was when he became Lawrence.
0: Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence the incomparable Lawrence Fishburne, he actually played a great role in uh, Hannibal, one of my favorite shows on mm. NBC that was uh, canceled. But y- you, think about th- you think about that. You listen to the What's a Revolution show. I'm the host, Dr. Charles Corpru, having good conversation, as always, with the producer. The extraordinaire, Rachel Graham, who Hello. lays it down, makes sure this show goes. Thank you. Thank you, my sister. I appreciate it. Thank and you. the man behind the wheels of steel is jazz. Oh, we are – we're going to finish up this conversation, you know, today <laughs> with – with, with on a lighter note, you know, we've gone through a whole activist spiel.
1: Speaking of Lawrence.
0: Speaking of Lawrence.
1: Because he's got a nice one. E-
0: exactly. So um, – <laughs> so – you know, transparency here, all right. Very very much transparent that I started growing this beard about two months ago, right? Uh this beard is is a process beard. This beard is a process beard.
1: <laughs> it's like transitioning uh, here. It, it, it
0: is. <laughs> I, I started growing this beard, you know, um uh, as a process to um delineate delineate the end of a relationship. And um That's what it yeah, I, be, I, I be, know you know, uh, hey, you, I hear women say, "I'm chopping off all my hair, right? I need a new start." Right? Yeah, <laughs> jazz, you're smiling. So <laughs> I said, "I'm gonna go through this process of growing a beard. I had never done it before. You know, usually I might have a light, a light shadow, right? A light a shadow. Two minute shadow, huh? A two-minute shadow, <laughs> two, six-minute shadow, <laughs> six-minute shadow. And anybody that knows that the jazz, you know, the beginning of that beard, it, it it's not pretty. It, it, it's not pretty, it, you know, it hurt. I mean, literally, it hurt. And I was like, it, you know, this hurts. It's not pretty. My face is red. Like, I remember walking to the barbershop with my dad, and they were like, bruh, something wrong with your face? You got an irritation or something? And I was like, look, I'm just starting this beard. And the one thing, and you have to think about the process, love the process, is that they were like, you just got to let it grow. You just got to go through this process, mm. right? You just got to go through. And so I said, I'm going through this process of healing. And so I'm going to let this beard grow. But the interesting thing about this beard is there's a whole movement, right, around beards, particularly black. I mean, black, white, green, whatever. This whole beard thing. Like Everywhere I go now, I see, oh, you got a beard, right?
1: And... (laughs) Go on and ask the question that you want to ask, cause you' being crazy.
4: Shouts out it. to the beard
0: gang.
1: Yeah, I know, right? So there's like there's they're hashtags, bearded beard gang. So every time gang. I
0: take a picture now, I'm like beard gang. Like I got beards following <laughs> me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but oh, but here's exactly. the thing. I'm trying to figure out. You know what's is? Are beards that attractive? Mm. You know, <laughs> over a clean face. Mm. You know, cause I, I had a clean face for a long time, and I, but. There has been a.
1: Let me just say. There's been an uptick in his in his attention getting skills.
0: My attention getting skills?
1: Yeah, your attention getting skills. I'm definitely. not
0: trying to get the attention.
1: Okay. <laughs> your passive attention getting. Are you skills? trying
0: to say I'm passive aggressive at getting attention? No, I'm oh.
1: saying that you are. Oh my God, passive income versus active income. You are passively getting an influx in <laughs> income of attention.
0: But I'm just trying to figure out what's up with that. What? what so Rachel, bring the female perspective. Right? And Watch it.
1: <laughs> <Yo. Yeah. laughs> uh,
0: see? That's when you... You know what I'm saying? That was contextually correct.
1: <laughs> oh, you yeah. You can't be, t- you can't just, be contextually
4: ca- correct I around ca- here no, anymore. No. What's the that woman's was fine. perspective?
1: That was fine. Woman, female, whatever.
0: Well, what's, the, what's the woman's perspective? Because, because I would love to hear, you know, from the LGBTQ community as well,
1: because there has been an uptick also as whether, you know, on... So, so, I can only speak from my perspective, which is not the LBGTQ community perspective. Let me delineate that. <laughs> yeah. um, I, there is just something about a man with a beard, uh, especially a well kept beard.
0: You've been trying to get me to shave this down for a couple of weeks. But
1: it looks fine. I That's got
0: bald spots in my beard. No, that was impression. You can't do that, right? That che- you really didn't Chez. need to tell. You got bald it's spots. It's going to go away.
1: <laughs> you got to train your beard.
0: I've been doing it. I brush it all the time, but go ahead. I'm
1: interrupting And you. so it's like, you know, but you got to make sure that it's not one of those irritating So I've actually dated men with beards before. Um, and some good, some bad. Mm-hmm good but then you know there's the beard that like makes your face irritated or whatever like that's not a good thing. Uh-uh. but there it's just something about the feeling of warm fur <laughs>
0: she said jazz she said it's not nothing like the feeling of warm fur yeah i don't know how to i don't know how to respond yeah. it's, it's a good it's a
1: good thing it's a good thing and really. we have to keep the show pg, PG because we warm, are warm, <laughs> warm <laughs> we, we will just Say that it is In the wintertime,
0: I would love to have a warm beard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's
0: useful. It is useful. It is useful. <laughs> you know, and, and Jazz, brother, you know, and, and anybody knows Jazz. Jazz has got the full beard. He's got the, like, it's, it's like this manly beard. And yeah. I had a woman say to me, she's like, I'm scared of men who don't have facial hair.
1: Well, so oh, oh, so here's the, here's the, well, uh, yeah, go w- ahead, you, you
0: go. I'm a man
4: and I don't trust men without facial hair. <laughs>
1: But let me, so let me Why? say this. Why?
4: Okay, go ahead.
1: That there – we going to bring it back to the masculinity and the, uh, the color issue. You do realize if you look on television, you will rarely find a black man with facial hair. I, I'm thinking right now uh, the only person I know on television that is a black journalist uh, that has facial hair of any note is um, my recording – secretary duke carter who's okay. on WWO. Yeah. uh but charles Davis doesn't have it lbj doesn't have it no, K. Is doesn't pretty. Have that's a
0: pretty dude <laughs> you know what i'm <laughs> saying
1: Shout that out, to hey charles.
0: I'm, I, I'm securing my masculinity and say that's a pretty man you know um, what i'm saying
1: damon damon doesn't have
0: it damon damon looking like barack damon if you listen you look like barack <laughs> obama <laughs> every time that's my frat brother i love you bro you're a good dude. But, but you look like barack obama but
1: there is i i will tell you um not to go too deep from from experience i have a friend Whose mother has told him that it looks unprofessional, right,
0: right. to have a beard, exactly.
1: But that's old school. There is, it's, it's just very, very attractive. And, uh,
0: is it, is it, is it trendy, Jack? It is, is. Is, is it a trendy thing? Because I mean, I didn't notice it until I started rocking a beard. How many men have beards, and how many women? have actually – and men have pointed out to me that, hey, I love the beard. And maybe it's just a, it's the contrast because I've always had – I've had the goatee since I was, like, 20. Mm-hmm. But the full beard and now because it's all salt and peppery, you know what I'm saying? Got a little spicy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Got a little spice in it. I, you know, young, old. I mean, hey, what, I we, love the beard. The
4: beard has been trending since – um I would say – Around the Rick Ross, the Rick Ross time
1: when um, Rick Ross came with the bid. Actually, before that.
4: All right, who was who? who
1: I'm trying to. I'm not say saying Rick Ross. A, I'm
4: saying that time frame where he came out.
1: Yeah. So uh, let me think. Like for example, we talked about Black Thought. Black Thought um, actually is co partner in a company called Bully Beards.
0: Okay. And they all right.
1: are a um, beard pro- like their beard. There's beard product now.
0: Like, yeah, that's what and that's what, and that's, that and that's how we begin to I, end, end the show because, yeah. like, in my vanity and I, yes I said it in my in my vanity I'm like you know I'm gonna start trying to take care of this because I I dress up from time to time I got a speaking engagements I was in Louisville I want to thank Jefferson County Public Schools.
1: Sorry, uh, I something in your business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Jefferson County Public Schools for inviting me to keynote their Equity Institute. So I was like you know this is the first time I'm going out I'm speaking went to see my man Chris. Merit, Merrit Merritt at uh at the barbershop shop the other off Shout the out look. to him uh at off the hook for hooking the beard up and really you know really you know, shining it up and making it look good, but I was like, this is the first time I'm going out, and the beard is front and center and one of my one of my friends said you know she was like you've been you 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 portray this very polished look
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the beard makes you look less polished
1: who said that uh I won't
0: give any names out, all mm. right? Makes me it makes you look less polished. Why well, you take offense to that?
1: Yes. Really? Because that is a I'm that's, not, my I, I'm not, with the,
4: that's my problem. I'm mm, not that's my problem with the clean face.
1: So right. that's what I'm gonna that's that's what I, it is less threatening. It is yep. it makes you more approachable. So and it's not in my experience it is a black man issue that black men need to look less threatening and having hair on your face Make is a sure. threatening thing. Let's take it biblical.
0: We when they wanted
1: it. when they wanted Samson cut his hair. To be less effective. They cut his hair. They cut his facial hair. There there are many, many religious no. Um, designations
0: where hair is
1: where facial hair a is a symbol of strength and masculinity Masculate, exactly and so to emasculate you and make you more approachable. Shave your hair off your Well, face. I don't
0: think uh, – to to this person's defense.
1: But I don't even think that they're cognizant of it. Right, right. Exactly. Taking, right. It, it's taking it's, the loop back. It's the back. Unwritten,
0: it's a unwritten law yeah.
4: or so, rule. So bringing,
1: bringing the end back to the beginning, we asked about the question with Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. and why is it that it's been going on for so long. And it's because at some point it was just accepted as such. Right. So my end – can I just tell the story ahead, the Story then. about the cutting ends off the hand? Yeah, that a man saw his wife making ham for dinner, and she cut the ends off the ham. And he said, babe, why you do that? She said, I don't know. My Mama taught me how to do this. Go ask her. So he went to his mother-in-law and said, Mom, you know, babe was cutting ends off the ham. Why do you do that? She said, I don't know. My mama taught me how to do it. Go ask her. So he went and asked Grandma, Mama, why did you cut the ends off the ham? Why? She said, because the pan was too small for the ham, so I had to cut the ends off to fit it in. But we just keep we doing ask, stuff. Right, never we never ask the question. Right, right,
0: right. right. I got you. I, I got you. And that's the, that's uh, the uh, Again, <laughs> this person said that they like me looking a little less polished. So.
2: Oh, well, that was a good
0: thing. Yeah, I, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, we won't
2: that. We won't I have them.
0: good friends. You know what I'm saying? I have good friends uh, You know, who keep kind of keep me in check and make sure that I'm in, in space and doing the things that I need to be doing. So shout out to them you know, the people who love...